This is the One Fine Bay Podcast, an extension of the OneFindBay.net blog. Here are your hosts, Amanda and Garrett, lifelong horse owners, as they take you along their crazy horse adventures, sharing tips and tricks along the way. Hello, and welcome to our first episode of the One Fine Bay podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to be a spinoff of the OneFineBay.net blog that my wife Amanda runs. I'm Garrett Stevens. I'm here with my wife Amanda. Um, we thought we would um, share some of our horse adventures with you all. Um, we are amateurs. We show American Quarter Horse Association uh, breed shows. Um, a little bit in the reining as well. We can touch on some of that here in a few minutes. Um, but we've both been doing it for quite a while and have um, uh, go through lots of interesting things uh, that we are guessing many of you do as well. So thought uh, there might be some interest in folks hearing about what we're up to, how we're dealing with everything from veterinary care um, all the way through products and, and different things that we've found interesting over the years. Uh, both of us have grown up riding horses. Um, Amanda's been showing them most of her life. I'm relatively new to showing horses. Um, I spent the first 20 years of our relationship as a horse show husband, basically, where I uh, basically just carried things and paid for things um, at all the shows. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, I bought a reining horse and um, have been getting into that and have been having a lot of fun with that. So. Um, Amanda's had a much longer history in the horse show world uh, than I have, but um, thought we would uh, set up this podcast, um, maybe have some fun, uh, learn some things from you all, tell you all what we know, see if we can't uh, uh, just kind of have fun in the process. All right, I'm going to turn it over here to Amanda, let her tell a little bit about the blog and uh, kind of why she started it. Well, if you read the One Fine Bay blog, you will know that um, Garrett and I live in Edmond, Oklahoma on five acres, and we are very lucky to have our horses at home with us. We have a barn and an outdoor arena and turnout pens. We have four quarter or three quarter horses and one breeding stock paint. She looks like a quarter horse, so she, she counts as a quarter horse. We also have four dogs, so I apologize if you hear snoring because um, my French Bulldog is sleeping at my feet right now while we record this. We also have two barn cats, Smokey and the Bandit, and a partridge in a pear tree. And the blog was kind of, I guess, was born out of just our life of having horses. I love riding, and I love uh, writing about riding. So, I just decided to start this blog to share all of my um, different tips and tricks and product reviews and everything else that kind of go along with this crazy horse life that we have. But I'm going to turn it over to Garrett and he's going to tell you a little bit about how he got into horses and what he's currently doing with horses and also outside of the horse world. So I grew up with horses um, at a really young age. My mom always had horses growing up. Um, the problem I had was it turns out I was basically deathly allergic to horses. Um, I got my first horse, a little Shetland pony, which every little kid should have at some point, um, when I was probably six or seven, I'm guessing, something like that. Um, but every time I went to the barn, my eyes swelled shut and I couldn't breathe. And I ended up at the hospital. That's how we discovered I had asthma, in addition to severe allergies. Um, so while I didn't get to uh, spend near the time I wanted uh, when I was little, eventually it kind of started to outgrow it. Um, never lost my love of horses and, um, and being around them. 
and uh, in high school actually started working at a uh, equine uh, veterinary hospital, uh, equine medical associates here in Edmond, Oklahoma, um, and basically just made myself get over it um, as best I could. Um, I was working there actually in high school when I met Amanda. Um, I had really not been into horse showing at all at that age. I'm a, a high school boy in Oklahoma, so I did a little bit of team roping and uh, that kind of stuff, but nothing uh, certainly in the horse show world and, until after I met her. Um, that's when I learned, um, uh, got into showing paints a little bit uh, with her, and then um, eventually we got into uh, to showing quarter horses. Outside of the horse world, one of the things I learned early on when we we started getting kind of serious about horses is that, you know, the only way to end up with a small fortune in the horse world is to start with a large one. Um, because as an amateur, there's absolutely no way to make any money. And um, the only thing you're doing when you're showing horses is finding creative ways to light money on fire. <laughs> so I had to figure out a way to make, uh, make enough money to support our uh, horse showing habit. As I'm sure many of you know, it's not cheap. So uh, I'm in the investment world. I actually started out at Oklahoma State University um, pre-vet. Um, also started out thinking about going into a ranch management uh, kind of a major. Um, the pre-vet world, the uh, organic chemistry shot that down for me. Uh, I think I made like a 13 on my first organic chemistry exam. So I decided I better come up with something else to do. That was not my niche. Um, so ended up in finance and investments and that uh, that's worked out all right so far. So that lets us uh, enjoy our horse habit um, this way. Um, we um, are continually looking at new ways and new interesting things to do. Uh, so we thought this blog would be a fun way to talk about, you know, everything from tack and equipment to veterinary care to um, all the fun stuff in between. Maybe I'll let Amanda tell you a little bit about her background in, in the horse world. Well, I actually started riding and showing horses when I was five. I begged my mom and dad for riding lessons. And like every little girl, um, I went to an amazing riding barn and uh, training barn and uh, learned to ride. And I started showing POAs again when I was five. I had a little pony named Mischief. My brother also rode and showed and he had a pony named Whiskey. These were the best ponies in the world. If you know anything about POAs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These ponies literally do it all. So we were able to um, really find out what events that we liked, what um, areas we wanted to focus on because our ponies did everything. We started with halter and showmanship in the morning, followed by equitation, hunter or saddle, horsemanship, western riding, trail, and then finished the day with jumping, barrels, and poles. I mean, these, these ponies were awesome. So I've done a lot of different events and really kind of figured out what I loved, which was kind of the English and Western all around events. As we kind of aged out of the ponies, we got into showing paint horses. My dad also started riding along with us. My parents, neither one of them had ever grown up around horses, had ever had horses until they started coming with my brother and I to our riding lessons. My dad fell in love with the cutting and he is actually a 10 time amateur world championship cutting exhibitor in the paint horse industry. My mom um, did not like riding, but she liked the breeding aspect. So she began raising, breeding, uh, paint, Western Pleasure, and halter horses. 
and both um, both of them are very successful at that. My mom um, raised multiple futurity winners in the halter. Her babies were pretty much sold when they hit the ground. She was really, really good at doing that. Um, and my dad, again, did the cutting. So as we got into paint horses, um, I again showed the Western and English all around in a wide variety of events. I even tried jumping one summer, but I learned very early on that jumping was not for me. I like to keep all four feet on the ground. Thank you very much. So... I showed all the way until college, um, won multiple national championships, you know, top tens, all arounds, you know, in, in a wide variety of events and was blessed to have a great number of horses to show. Um, when I got to college, I decided to take a little bit of a break from riding and showing. It was kind of hard to manage both as, as many of you are going through or have gone through, you know how that goes. Once I graduated from college, I became an entrepreneur. I opened my own women's clothing store. I love fashion and I love horses. So I figured I could try and make more money in the fashion business than I could the horse business. Um, but alas, after three years of owning my own store, I decided to close it and kind of officially retired and jumped back into the horse world. I bought a quarter horse this time. Um, the Hunter Under Saddle was always one of my absolute favorite classes. I still think to this day there's nothing more beautiful than a big 17-hand bay trotting along the rail. They're just stunning. So I bought a appendix thoroughbred, a quarter horse, which is half thoroughbred, half quarter horse. I showed him um, in numerous uh, Oklahoma quarter horse horse shows, and we ended up um, multiple circuit award championships as well as high point in the amateur Hunter Under Saddle. He unfortunately um, was diagnosed with EPM a couple years after I bought him and had to be retired. So he lived out his life here with us, just being a, being a buddy. After um, I could no longer show him, I decided to stay in the Hunter Under Saddle world and bought a three-year-old. And uh, he won multiple futurities. Um, I went on and showed him for what, probably six years and won you know numerous circuit awards and high point awards. Um, I, we still own him, he's semi-retired. I ride him here at home for fun now and maybe someday we'll get back and do the equitation, but I have recently fallen in love with the ranch riding. Garrett had a reining horse and he had some suspensory issues. If anybody's ever dealt with that, you know those can pop up and linger and cause all kinds of issues. So while his reining career was cut short, um, he is is more than capable of doing the ranch riding. And so I actually showed him this year at the Quarter World in the level one amateur ranch riding. It was my first time to ever show in the ranch riding and dreamers like third time maybe to ever show in it. So we had an absolute blast and, and hope to continue that going forward. But that's my horse crazy world. Outside of the horses, there really is no outside of the horses. Um, my day is consumed with taking care of, riding, working, all of the horses that we own. Um, as our podcasts go on, you'll learn a little bit more about the other horses that we, we own and what their purposes are and what we do with them. Um, so, But no, I'm just a full-time rider and rider and enjoying life. So I'm going to turn it over to Garrett, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the topics that we're going to cover on this podcast so you kind of know what you're, um, you're in for. We thought... The point of this would be to kind of talk about some of the things that we go through um, with our horse life, assuming you all do as well. And maybe there's some things we can learn from each other, some tips, tricks we can pass along. Maybe you'll find beneficial, maybe save you some money somewhere or just a different way to try something you've already been doing. So, you know, one of the big things that we spend a lot of time with is the care of our horses, um, really with our veterinarians and our and our farriers. Um, we... Um, 
spend an inordinate amount of time and money uh, with both of them, uh, but for good reason. Without um, without them, your veterinarian, your farrier being part of you know your overall team, um, and you know if you think of your horses as any professional sports team would, you know trainers and coaches and staff are you know their biggest expense, and for good reason. You have to take care of your athlete. So. Um, it, it's also something that we enjoy. As I, as I mentioned, I you know kind of started pre-vet. I've worked at a vet hospital, uh, several small animal hospitals, in fact, and a large animal hospital. So it's something we have an interest in, and uh, we take a lot of pride in the way that we take care of, uh, of the horses. So um, we're going to spend some time talking about different topics um, in the veterinary side, everything from you know the ways we've found to treat abscesses, um, EPM. We've had a couple of horses over the years that have had EPM, and there's different treatment options there, some more effective than others. Um, we've dealt with things like white line in their hooves. We talk about um, vaccinations and, and how some of the protocols around vaccinations and rabies vaccinations and things are changing over the years. Um, things like uh, EHV1, maybe some of you have dealt with that um, and, and what that does to the horse shows. In fact, we're we're fortunate to live here in Oklahoma City where we have a lot of horse shows. Some of the biggest quarter horse shows in the country are right here, including, of course, the World Show. Uh, but then other events as well. The reigning futurity is here in Oklahoma City. The Derby for the NRHA is here in Oklahoma City. Um, Morgan Nationals, Appaloosa Nationals, all of those are here in Oklahoma City. So we end up um, at all of those shows, whether we're exhibiting or just going to watch or... Uh, prowl around the trade shows, uh, buying things that we don't need um, or something to try we can review and, and tell you about on here. But um, we'll spend a lot of time talking about veterinary and, and farrier um, type topics on this podcast. The uh, next segment that we'll talk a lot about, as Garrett alluded to, is um, kind of some around the barn product reviews. I love trying new products. I'm always looking for the absolute best hoof oil, shine spray, hay bags, you know, pitchforks, you name it. So I'm always loving to try new things. On the blog, we kind of do an around the barn segment from time to time where I just kind of list some of my favorite things, things that are really working and that we find ourselves using over and over again. So you'll have a lot of honest um, product reviews. I'm very honest in what works and what doesn't work. I've been doing this for a very long time, so I kind of know right away if something lives up to the hype. And so we will uh, definitely give you honest reviews and, and tell you some of the things that you might need to add to your, your barn repertoire and your tack trunk. Something else that we do that kind of combines the first two, you know, from, from veterinary aspect to products, um, we're going to talk about supplements. So Amanda right now on the blog has a, a, a section she does called supplement, you know, zero or hero. And there's a lot of different um, ways that supplement manufacturers market to us as consumers and to you. Um, we have um, lots of different um, takes on what works, what doesn't. You know, we all spend a lot of time on SmartPak's website reading about the next great thing that they're selling that, um, you know, has some sort of a claim to fame. Um, so we'll review those things, see if they work for us um, in, in our horses and uh, let you know if it's something we think is worth trying or not. Another fun topic that I do on the blog and that we'll also talk about on the podcast is um, Beauty and the Beast. I grew up uh, obviously showing halter horses, so... If you've ever watched a halter class, you know that grooming is uh, one of the most important things um, besides getting them fit and, and looking a certain way. They need to have um, 
you know, amazing shine. They need to be well groomed, well clipped, um, and just and look their absolute best. And I love grooming. I could spend hours, and I do spend hours every day grooming our horses. We have show horses, so we keep them super slick and super shiny. Even my retired horses keep their manes and tails in uh, tip top condition. So I love trying new products to see what works for them. Um, on the flip side, I also love trying new beauty products for myself. Um, after a pretty major health scare, I really started questioning the sheer amount of toxic ingredients that we put in and on our bodies, as well as our horses, because every time you spray something, you're breathing that in too. So I'll focus a lot on um, clean beauty products that work for me, and then also um, products that really work for your horse that hopefully are non-toxic too. We can't avoid all of it in the barn, um, but there's some ways that you can definitely avoid it, but still make your horses look amazing. So we're gonna kind of focus on some fun, um, some fun beauty aspects too. We'll try and give you some reviews and some kind of scoop of what's going on at some of the different horse shows. Um, as I mentioned, we're, we're fortunate to have quite a few of them here in Oklahoma City. So as we make our way down to those shows, um, you know, we'll try and take notes, maybe post some pictures on the blog and on our Instagram handles uh, for you to look at and tell you a little bit about the shows, how they went, who was there, who did what. Uh, maybe some news from the industry. You know, there's different rules and regulations that come out every year that affect us as uh, amateur exhibitors. So we'll try and uh, touch on some topics like that from, from time to time as well. And as we said, we're lucky to live in Oklahoma because that also allows us access to some amazing experts in the field. And when you have such a vibrant horse industry, you know, with that, you have amazing feed stores, nutritionists, vets, farriers, kind of at your disposal. We're, we're very lucky in that regard. Um, so we hope to kind of do maybe some Ask the Expert segments where we talk to um, our vets and our farriers, as well as different trainers um, and feed store owners and just kind of talk a little bit about you know the knowledge that they have and and you can always um, write in and ask us questions that you'd like answered and, and kind of go from there we're very lucky our veterinarian is beyond amazing and um, so she's a great source of information for us and and has always been willing to ask questions and explain things so hopefully we'll kind of pass some of that information on to you with our ask the expert segment in addition to some of the scientific and expert research Amanda's threatening to have a call with an equine communicator whatever that means, who supposedly can um, get in the heads of our horses and let us know what they're thinking. I'm not entirely sure I want to know, but <laughs> we'll give that a try and let you know how that goes as well. I have always wanted to do this. Um, we grew up uh, riding and showing with a group of friends from California. They would come and stay with us um, for the World Show and get their horses acclimated to the hot and the humidity every year before the World Show in July. And it's just neat to talk to different people from different parts of the country. And they used animal communicators a fair amount. So I've always wanted to try it. We currently, my hunt seat horse, Shooter, who's retired, um, being part thoroughbred, he's a little neurotic and he paces for no reason when he gets turned out and I'm curious to see if she can shed some light onto that. So we'll keep you posted on that and let you know um, what we hear. I've heard lots of amazing things um, from people who have done it, what they've experienced. So that should be kind of fun. But I think that's really it for our first episode. That kind of covers a little bit about us, um, a little bit about what we're going to talk about. As always, you can always go to the blog, onefinebay.net, and read some of our fun posts that are already up. We're going to be posting these podcasts on there, as well as linking products that we talk about, so that way you can find them if you're interested in them. 
You can follow us on Instagram. Um, always send us a DM if you want us to try something or if you have a question. I'm available at Bridles and Baubles, B-R-I-D-L-E-S-A-N-D-B-A-U-B-L-E-S. And you can reach Garrett at, uh, at I'm a Hollywood Dream, I-M-A underscore Hollywood, H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O-D underscore Dream, D-R-E-A-M. That's actually the name of his reigning horse that I stole. So Dreamer's now mine. (laughs) But you can also see pictures of all of our horses and dogs and kind of keep up with our craziness. But I think that's it for now. We'll be back with our next episode shortly. Talk to you later.